DJ PK and former BYU linebacker Brian Keel join us on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Get $100 off the redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the local Sprint store near you. All right, it's time to welcome in Brian Keel, the former Cougar linebacker. Brian, before we get to the football, let's start with the psychology, shall we? BYU is coming off four four big-name opponents, three of them ranked, three of them at home, the one road game against a team that's struggling, Tennessee. You're still playing a legendary name, a massive stadium, a couple of really dramatic finishes. Is there any part of you that's worried about the team getting up to play Toledo? They're not of the – they don't have the same brand, obviously. It's a tiny stadium that will probably be half full, but they're not an awful football team. They're decent. If you go in and play a C game, are you worried about that? Yeah, so, I mean, if you look at what we've done over the last couple of years, <clears throat> we've won some really some really big games, and then later in the year lost to teams that, you know, we shouldn't have no business losing to. Um, I mean, you look at last year, I don't understand how we can go into Wisconsin and – and push them around and beat them like we did, and then get embarrassed at home against Utah State and lose, you know, only scoring six points against Northern Illinois at home. Like, it's just that, – so that's, that's what that was last year, and obviously this is a different team, different season, but that's something that I would like to see us take the next step, this, the next step in our progression at the program uh, this season is take care of the games that, that you know, we should take care of. And, you know, I would, I would like to see a commanding win tomorrow. Okay, so when you say that, you know, and I can't or disagree with any of that stuff because it was not only baffling but disappointing that they go ahead and beat Wisconsin and then lose to the others that you spoke of. With that in mind, do you put this in the must-win category then? Yeah, I would. I would say that. Like, so, so basically, I mean, we've been talking a lot about our program over the last few weeks and the trajectory of it, and you know some of the some of the issues that BYU is facing, and I think, in my opinion, and then I would think in most people's opinion, the biggest issue BYU is facing is the recruiting hurdle that they have compared to legitimate P5 programs. And we'd like, you know, we're not a G5, we're not a P5, we're independent, we're in no man's land, and we like to we like to call ourselves a P5 program and consider ourselves P5 and. You know, when other teams schedule us, we like to say that that counts as a P5 for, for them, for their scheduling. It, anyway, all that here nor there, if, if, if we're going to be a P5 program, we need P5 players and, and P5 recruiting. And what helps us do that is beating USC when they're ranked on national TV and going into Tennessee, and even though they're down near, they're still Tennessee and beating them. And that's the stuff that helps us in recruiting and, and, and gives us a step forward. What undoes all of that hard work is snoozing against Toledo. And so, yeah, I mean, you have to win this game. You have to win every game on our schedule that's like this game. And it's no no offense to the Toledo Rocket. Um, it is what it is. And, and um, you know, that's, that's the way I see it. And for our program to take – steps forward, you know, we have to compete against the big boys and take care of business when we play the the mid-majors if we want to get out of the category of being a mid-major. 
Yeah, in the in the independent era, BYU's two and one against the MAC. That's pretty small sample size, but the winning percentage isn't very different than it is against the Mountain West, where they're twenty and twelve. So, it's uh, I mean, your your points backed up by the results we've seen over this you know almost a decade, not quite, but almost a decade now. So I'm curious about uh, you know the continued development at quarterback because if you get an edge there, it just pays off like a slot machine game after game after game. And Zach Wilson is a young guy and he is an inexperienced, but you know he started at the end of last year. He started here for four games and started this year. He's getting to the point where he's got about a year of experience under his belt. As a defender, you probably had you know the games where a veteran quarterback set you up and made plays and was you know veteran savvy and beat you and you probably had games where you feasted on a young guy and you set him up is Zach getting to the point where he's he's kind of crossing that line and we ought to expect a little more out of him yeah he's I mean he's not there yet he's still got he's still young and he's still got got things to learn I mean he's only started uh was it 10 games now or something like that something in that range um can't remember how many he started last year but um you know four games this year and then whatever he started last year. Uh, so maybe 12 games, something like that. But, no, yeah, he's still young. He's, he's just booming with potential and ability. And so if I was a defender currently playing scouting him, you know, I would, I would, um, I would respect his ability to, to, to hurt you. And then I'd also try to exploit some of the young mistakes that he's still making. He's still forcing some balls that he shouldn't force in the, in the windows that, that aren't there. And um, and uh, it's just you know it, and it's it goes with the territory. He's a he's a um, he's a he's a gamer. He's gonna make big plays, and in order to do that, you gotta roll the dice sometimes, and sometimes it it it, uh, it comes back to bite you. And, and as he gets older, he'll learn when to to just take your losses and throw it to the tuba player, or um, you know, and and when to try to force it in that window. So so he, he'll still do that sometimes. And then another thing that. That just a young mistake that he'll he'll make from time to time is is in scrambling and he ends up getting sacked. You know, it happened against against Washington. Um, I can't remember what point in the game it was, but he, he scrambled to his left and avoided somebody, and then tried to kind of wheel back and go go back to his right and ran right into an oncoming defensive lineman. And it's the type of thing you know you see him make plays. He made a, a fantastic scrambling play against USC where he scrambled and stepped up in the pocket and threw, threw downfield to, to a wide-open player for a big game that helped us win that game. And it's one of those things where, where he, because he makes plays doing that, you get to where you think you can do it every time, and you can't do it every time. You can do it some of the time, but you know, it just, just comes with experience and learning when to pick and choose that. How much is it now that you've got the harder part of the schedule behind you? Not that you have a bunch of easy games, because I don't think you do, but everything was so focused on these first four games. So now to make sure there's no slippage, how much of it is it on the player leadership of the team to make sure everybody's in the right frame of mind of where they need to be? Yeah, I mean, I, I try, when, I, when I talk to you guys, I try not to be – Uncle Rico too much and said, well, in my day, well, in my day, um, <laughs> I try not to do that, but I'm, I'm about to do it. So, <laughs> you know, when, when we played our last two years, um, and I was thinking about this this week, just kind of thinking what BYU has in, in the rest of their schedule. So 06 and 07, both of those years, we started out one and two and then went on 10 game winning streaks and finished 11 and two in both 06 and 07. And, um, 
So I look at this team, and they're sitting right now at 2-2. Two and two, And I was thinking about this after the game, after the Washington game. And, and this was my mindset, just as, a, as an alumnus, as a fan, as a guy sitting in the seats, not you know, directly involved with the program. So I don't know what their mindset is, but this was my mindset. I looked at the rest of our schedule, and I said, we should win every single game. And, and we should go 10-2 and two, and then go to a bowl game and have a chance to be 11-2. and two. And that's the mindset that I had as a former player, as an alumnus, as a fan. And I don't know what these kids are, are thinking or what they're expecting, but in 06 and 07, we had, you know, we lost two games in each of those seasons early, all by one play. You know, some of them was last second field goal. Some of them were overtime, um, et cetera, et cetera. They all came down to one play. You know, so we, we're, we're a play away from, from, from winning all those games. And, and what we did in those seasons, we looked at the rest of our schedule and just individually and collectively said we can win every game on the rest of our schedule. That doesn't mean it's going to happen. You've got to go out there and do it. And we went out there and did it. So, so BYU now, I mean, that's where they sit. The, the toughest part of their schedule is over. And other than Boise, which is, 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 uh, is, is obviously a game we can win, but it's not, it's not where we're expected to win. Every other game on our schedule, we should win. No questions asked. We should win. And then Boise, it'll be, I don't know what the, the spread will be when that game comes. It is at home, so that favors us. But we should win every game on the rest of our schedule. Boise will be, will be a football game, obviously. And um, if I'm on the team right now, that's what I expect. And anything less than that is a disappointment. Brian, you know right now Aggie fan is screaming at his radio, Cougars are so arrogant, I hate them. <laughs> And, uh, and he has every right to be because they beat us, what, two out of three? So that's one of the things, you know, there's there, uh, this coaching staff, I love them. They've done a fantastic job. Um, an area of improvement is rivalry game. Obviously have a horrendous losing record over a decade versus Utah. Um, have a losing record over Boise State, but, we, you know, we've, we've, we've traded off back and forth. We absolutely blew it against them last year and should have beat them, but we blew it. Um, but, you know, that's a game that we need to win regularly. And then Utah State have a, in recent years, have a losing record against them. So in those rivalry games, we, we, we as a program, we have to do better than what we've done recently. And, you know, if I was an Aggie fan right now, I'd be talking trash to BYU fans all day long because they've been beating us. So. You can live with their uh, trash-talking, I guess you could say, and we'll see what happens when they get out in the field. And we certainly love that game, as we do Boise, and then we love the Power 5 games. What are your thoughts about playing teams like Toledo? Nothing against them, but they don't have any really connection to the state of Utah. There's no tradition there. So I'm thinking maybe rather than play them, try to find some Mountain West teams. What do you think about that? Yeah, I... um... I understand that you know it's it's a it's a juggling act that Tom has to do um, in his scheduling, and you know it's it, you, you kind of it, it's you you scrap and claw to get the the games that you want, and then you kind of fill it in with what you can get. So I understand that, um, and uh, but I, I agree with you. You know it, it would it, there's probably more allurement. Um, to play somebody you know that's more close, more local, a San Diego State or or something like that, you know. Um, and 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 I don't know. I, I'm not an athletic director, so I don't know how the process works exactly. But yeah, I, I'm sure that's something he could do. Um, 
you know, the next week we play South Florida, and I, I think that is an interesting game because it is Florida. They're going to have tons of talent, tons of athletes, and so you're happy to see games like that on the schedule. And, G, and, and also to just get some exposure to kids in Florida, you know, we don't have a ton of recruiting, so I think that's good. But, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a tough juggling act, and, you know, I commend Tom Homo for, for the job he's done. Brian Keel, former BYU linebacker, joining us. The Red and the Blue every Friday here. We had Kyle Gunther on an hour ago to talk about the Utes. We've got Brian Keel here now to talk about the Cougars. You know, one thing that has changed, because when you played, they were in the Mountain West, so they had the same number of road games, but they weren't the long trips. But you took a few of them. You were on the team, I think, that went to Boston College, right? Yeah, yeah, I was sick. Right. Yeah. So is there any part of you that's worried about the fact that they've already been to Tennessee, they've got to go back to Toledo, they've got to go to Florida, they've still got five road games here left, and, and there are some long road trips. Do you think there's a cumulative effect to all of that, or is that just something to talk about when you've got to fill a four-hour radio show and, and realistically <laughs> traveling's not that big a deal for college kids? I, I think it is if it's a short week. I don't think – you know, if you have a full week or if it's separated by weeks, I don't think it's an issue. And, um, I mean, I'm no scientist, but I did play a lot of football and I have traveled across the country for football games. And, um, you know, like for instance, um, when we went to, to Boston college, we went out there on Thursday, um, instead of Friday. And by the time the game rolled around, I mean, it was no big deal. Um, and, and part of that, we did that too, was because it was an early game on Saturday. I don't remember what time it started, but it, I do remember it was an early game Saturday morning. So we went out on Thursday and it was great. You know, we spent the day there on Friday. We went and saw old Ironsides and you know, it was cool. So that, I, I don't know what their travel schedule is, if they're going to go out a day early when they go to Florida or, or things like that. But um, there are things that you can do to combat that. And I, I think if, if you're talking like a short week where you're playing on a Thursday and like back to, you know, a Saturday, Thursday with, you know, cross country trips, then I think you could start to have a, an effect with fatigue. But if it's a full week, I don't think it's an issue. What do you think of that snooze that came out this week as far as Utah taking a two year break from the rivalry, I think in 2022 and 23, and then they extended a few years on the, on the back end? So is that I was it confirmed? Then I saw that it was just yeah. a news thing. But I, is that confirmed? Yep, correct. Yes, they're going to play the Utes. Are going to play Florida those two years that they're not going to play BYU. But then they've got five okay. years after that. Yeah. So what I I mean, one of my friends texted about it when the when it first broke. Um, my initial thought: I don't like it. Um, obviously, I love the rivalry and like to see the rivalry played every single year. And of course, being in the position. Um, of having lost now nine straight times, you, I want another crack at them, and it, it, it kisses me off. That I gotta wait until next season, uh, and that's just me. That's my personality. Um, so you know, you look at Utah. So that's me. That's that's how I feel about it. I don't like it. Um, do I? Do I? You know, Utah they have a chance to play Florida. Obviously, that's a, a great thing for their program. Um, and so, you know, they're going to do what they think is best. And, you know, I think um, part of it is, like, BYU play better, you know. Don't get beat nine times in a row and be in a situation where the other school in your rivalry looks at the game and kind of like, eh, you know, we, we kind of we own them. 
And, you know, so for for BYU fans, and I'm sure there are plenty of BYU fans that are mad about it, more mad than me or, you know, upset or frustrated about it, I guess that's that's the counter. That's the logical counter is, well, then win the game. Quit getting beat like a drum every year and have it be more of a priority. So, I don't know. I I personally don't like it. I like to see, and I'll I'll be sad those years. I was sad when we, we missed, you know, recently, but and then happy that we got to play in the Vegas Bowl. I like to see the game every year. It's fun for me. It's exciting. I like the friendly banter with the reason. And uh, whenever that comes in a couple of years, it'll be disappointing. DJ and PK with Brian Keel. Brian, we appreciate a few minutes you picking BYU to win, I assume, right? Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Uh, for the whole rest of the year, I mean, in my opinion, the only game that should be in question is Boise. I think every other game we, we, we've got to win. So There it is. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Brian. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. The only here. game in question. Boise. Aggie, Aggie fans is grinding oh, their ooh, teeth right ooh, now. Ooh, ooh. Someone please get that to Jordan Love now. <laughs> <laughs> He's taking it one game at a time. He's doing what you wish the youths were doing. One game at a time. Don't worry about the big picture. They're not the favorites, so they can think about whatever they want. They can't get swallowed up in being the odds-on overwhelming favorite to win because they're not the favorite whatsoever. No, Boise State's the favorite. mantle belongs to most of the time, including this year, Boise State. So it's two different things. 63% of the people voting are uh, saying the Cougs are going to win this. You can go go on Twitter, David DJ James. And uh, I just updated it, so now we're over 200 votes, and it's actually 70% of the people. I'm going to assume the other 30% is uh, Utes and Aggies. Like, they're going to lose to these guys. No, I don't know that every single Cougar fan, 100%. Is on board? Toledo has something like 15 players in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, they're not a bad program by any stretch. The, The top third of the MAC routinely upsets Power 5 teams. It's not surprising to see them take down a Big Ten team or whatever. So if you go in there with a C-plus game, you can get beat. Yeah. So I wouldn't think 100%. I would be concerned about this ball game for sure, yeah, because you're going into it with a running back that has not been the starter, and now you're going to rely on one or two of these guys, see how that goes, and then can you stop? Your rush defense hasn't been stellar by any stretch, and Toledo's been able to run the ball. You just look at their stats. I haven't seen them play, but I look at their stats, and I can figure out, all right, this is what they do well. So how is that going to play out? Yeah, and, and two plus, Brian just brought it up. You know, you did have big wins last year, but you had low losses. And so we've had that situation where we've seen that in the last few years. And I think the scars of two years ago are still fresh. I don't think they've been completely covered up totally to where you've absolutely removed yourself from that situation two years ago where you were an abomination of a football team. So you haven't, you know, you only went seven and six last year. You didn't like the world on fire either there. So they're not that far removed from pretty much any win was a great win. The days of, oh, yeah, we're going to wake up and smoke these guys today. And we don't really see that. And, you know, we're going to see that. I assume we're going to see that against Liberty and Idaho State and UMass. But Toledo does not fall in that category whatsoever. Toledo would actually be a halfway decent non-conference game if the Cougars were in the Mountain West. Being in the Pac-12, I don't know that I'm playing at MAC teams. Right. 
That's uh, another story. The Mountain West teams have gone to Mac Stadium. Right. I don't see a bad thing. I don't think there was any reason for the Utes to play Northern Illinois. That made no sense to me whatsoever. That struck me. Particularly as... on the road. At home's another story. On the road, no. Yeah. Don't do that. This Toledo team opened up by losing to Kentucky 38-24, and they beat Murray in their trucked-in lower division money game 45 nothing. and then they had the win over CSU. So still plenty of questions to answer about these guys because I think everyone expected them to lose that first one to Kentucky and then beat Murray State. But CSU probably got a little attention traveling, winning that game, and running for a gazillion yards. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. College football tonight, Arizona State and Cal. Game tips off at 8.30 on ESPN. Tomorrow, BYU, 10 o'clock start on ESPN+. And BYU a two-and-a-half point favorite in that game. The Aggies are home tomorrow night, expecting some bad weather to blow in, some uh, weather, possible lightning. They are hosting uh, Colorado State in a Mountain West Conference game. That game is on the CBS Sports Network at 5.30. And the Utes at home, FS1 at 8 o'clock against Washington State, both teams 3-1. Sunday night in the NFL, it's the Cowboys and the Saints. Sunday night football, you can listen to it on the Zone Sports Network. Top of the Wire is brought to you by Diamond Airport Parking. Begin and end every great trip with Diamond Airport Parking. Diamond offers car-to-curb service, 24-7 airport shuttles. Fantastic rates, complimentary bottled water, plus no one beats the friendly staff. Diamond Airport Parking just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park right and save. That's Diamond Airport Parking. Big Show. Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Are you ready? You guys ready? Going to be on the broadcast on FS1 this weekend. He is Petros Papadakis with us on the big show. Are the Utes going to be able to just flip a switch and be ready for this passing attack that leads the nation? Well, I think they definitely have something to prove. Now, does Washington State have the same players on the perimeter, player for player, that SC does? No, but they're a much more sophisticated passing attack as far as distributing the ball to all five skill guys on the field. It'll be interesting to see, I guess, if Utah mixed it up in this game and just drop eight and get the pass rush with three different guys. Turn this up. Catch the Big Show, presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Afternoons from 3 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is first and goal at the two. Wentz under center. Howard the single setback. Wentz gives to Howard. Howard spins. He's in. Touchdown. Eagles regain the lead. Too strong. Rodgers back. He pumps. He fires. It is intercepted on the deflection. Intercepted. Eagles have the ball. Nigel Bradham out across the 20. And this game is as good as over. The Eagles, even their record at 2-2, two and two, give the Packers their first loss of the year. 34-27. Green Bay had a first and goal on their next-to-last possession. Got stopped on downs. Then the pick at the goal line on the last possession. Had the chances to force overtime, but Philly gets the win. Game notable early on, Jamal Williams got hit late, got hit helmet to helmet, got knocked out of the game, carted off the field, taken to the hospital. Team said he had full feeling in his extremities, so that was good, but that was a frightening moment the way he dropped to the ground like that, PK. That was a pretty vicious hit, and he'd already been 
stopped and was being held upright. Well, anytime the board comes out and they got all those medical people on you and you're on the ground, yeah, that is extremely frightening. <laughs> that we're going to conjure up paralyzation. Let's call it like it is. The other NFL news, the collective bargaining agreement goes on and the NFL pushing for a 17-game season, trading in all the preseason games. That's one of the possibilities being floated. The NFL uh, Players Association not interested in moving beyond 16 games, so we'll see how that works out. Games this weekend, Battle of the Undefeateds, Buffalo and New England are both a perfect 3-0. Kansas City is 3-0 playing Detroit, who's 2-0-1. Until I see otherwise, I'm just going to assume the Chiefs and Patriots are just going to keep rolling here, PK. I see no reason why not to think that. I know we're going back to last year and they were the big dogs, but it seemed like they were the big dogs by a pretty wide margin and they got a lot, not all, but a lot of the key guys back. Well, yeah, I think you can do that more in the pro level than the college level. Yeah. Because teams don't usually get good and then drift away. They may not be as good and get good, but I don't know necessarily that they go back into garbage. I mean, when the Cardinals made the Super Bowl, they were 7-7, seven and seven, right? They won the last couple of games, and the next year they made the postseason. And if you make the postseason in the NFL, it's a pretty good achievement, unlike uh, you know it is in the NBA. A lot of times teams under 500 are getting there. That's not the case whatsoever in the NFL. You're a good team if you make, most likely, there has been instances. The four-team division, sometimes something funky happens right. there where all four are down. Right. But the NFL, it's 12 out of 32, whereas college, it's, or uh, college, the NBA is 16 out of 30. So yeah. by definition, you're taking more than half the teams. You're at risk for having a team with a losing record. Right. Uh, the other notable game, I think, uh, New Orleans. The backup quarterbacks, so that takes a little luster off it against undefeated Dallas. Dallas has been steamrolling what I think are somewhere between average and just bad teams. Maybe you could argue they're average. So Dallas, uh, do they get to 4-0? I think New Orleans is a pretty good team, but obviously without Breeze, that's, that's a pretty big hit. Uh, sure, yeah, but... Cowboys are racking them up and looking good doing it. Looking dominating. You expected to compete. These guys are NFL players. Bridgewater was a high draft pick, was he not? They went to Seattle and got a win with him. So can't rule it out. It makes this game intriguing. Sunday night, you hear that one on the zone. College football, uh, Bronco Mendenhall and Virginia trying to give the ACC a little respect, a league that outside of Clemson has been getting pretty much drubbed uh, when they play other Power 5 leagues here. But... Virginia's 18th, Notre Dame's 10th. This would be a big win for Bronco and oh, for Virginia should, yeah, if they go to Notre Dame. Oh, a gigantic win. Yeah. I mean, it would be the best win he's had. 130 on NBC. That's a massive win if you pull that one off. Humongous. Uh, 130 on NBC. The other game to watch Saturday afternoon is USC at 17th-ranked Washington. That's 130 on Big Fox. So check them out because, obviously, that's a big game in the Pac-12. And is, Massive game. Is the North way better than the South because it's the Utes and Washington State on FS1 at 8 o'clock? Most of the people voting right now, uh, the Utes are, it's been in the low 60s. There's a little bit of confidence in them, but not a tremendous amount. Which, given their record against Mike Leach and the Cougars, makes sense. I mean, they've lost to them four in a row over the last six years. Well, if they and, lose this, then they're just playing to be a good team. Trying to get to eight wins. Call yeah, it, call it good. Maybe nine. 55. It's now down 55% of the vote for Utah and 45% for Washington State. That's on about 250. But votes. I don't know that that would change much unless they just 
kicked the crap out of SC. This was a game we recognized as a toss-up game every t- every time we looked at the schedule. Right. So, really, it's not so much what happened last week that is in my mind. No, it's, it's just changed it because now we thought they were both really good and they're both 0-1 and 0-2. And even though the Utes got out of the 0-2 hole and won the division last year, 0-2 is a terrible place to start the season. It's only a nine-game season. There isn't that much time to recover. No. The, yeah, and given the fact that you will have lost a, what we considered two of the contenders mm-hmm. to win the conference, then you were a pretender, most likely. Unless you win seven in a row and convince us otherwise. That would be awesome, too. Right. But first things first, we'll see if they can beat the Cougars tomorrow night. Uh, the other Cougars, the BYU Cougars, going to Toledo. We just talked to Brian Keel. Any big takeaways uh, from what he said? Uh, you got to win it, man. You just got to win it. You got to shed that label of where, where are we? What is our trajectory? You know, is our tra- trajectory really up, as Brian said? Or is it... Eh, at times it is, maybe, yeah, but you're you're just an inconsistent team that really can't do it week in and week out, you know. What's the deal here? Brian talked about the expectations when he played. He was on the team that lost when Arizona, they went down to Tucson and Arizona kicked. You were there. Was it like a 50-yard field goal, 52, something like that? It was a long Nick Folk, goal. yeah, was actually standing under that goal post. And he kicked it to win the game right at the end. He was an NFL kicker. And then... Uh, they beat somebody week two. In week three, they went back to Boston College and lost in double overtime. Matt Ryan. And then they won 10 in a row. And he yeah. said, that's the expectation. Okay, you're 2-2. Two and two. Have the expectation to be win week in and week out. And the reason why I asked him that is because that team ha- – I, I should say that. So people have an idea what I'm talking about. I asked him about leadership of the guys saying, all right, fellas. We're going to take charge of this thing. Because I knew that team that Keel played on had tremendous leadership. And I knew when I, he said he didn't like to be Uncle Rico and go back to his day. But I asked that question knowing he would go back to that day. And he would point out all the leaders that they had on that team, the senior influence that was so dominant. I'm not sure this team has that senior influence that that team did and had tremendous leaders on both sides of the ball that were telling the guys this season is not anything that's going to get away from us. This season here, did these guys have these guys to be able to say, boys, we're going back there, and you just better be on it big time. And if you're not, I'm going to be in your face. Because when we get on that plane Saturday afternoon, we're flying back to Provo with a W in our pockets, and we're 3-2, and two, and we're looking at running off a string of victories here. 69% of the people voting on Twitter like BYU's chances. This is a big game for these guys and what they're trying to accomplish. You look at the season for these guys. I don't have any problem. I have a problem if the Utes do it, but I don't have any problem if BYU does it because they're trying to find a way to win those eight games that you've talked about. And so you need to look at that and say, this is something, we, this is our goal here. Now, we've come out of this stretch. We've got a legitimate chance to accomplish this goal. It may not be the greatest goal in the world, but it's our goal and we've got to have this one to get to that spot. Uh, Brian was just very, very definitive uh, that 
Yes, there have been some good wins at the start of seasons. You know, they went down and they, they beat Texas. They had Texas in and beat them. And they went to Wisconsin and won. And obviously this year they got Tennessee and USC. But he's just really bugged by the long series of losses to programs the like of which BYU just considers themselves way in front of. You know, Nevada came in in one, one year. Central Florida won probably the same year, actually. Uh, obviously, UMass, Northern Illinois. They've lost three out of six to Utah State. He just wants that to end. Just I agree run, completely. Run the table and sweep this combination of Mountain West and other leagues. It's the MAC this week. Uh, run the table. Although he did acknowledge the Boise State game will be a big hurdle. He did not acknowledge Utah State, though. He's like, uh, and I would have. <laughs> but, you know, he's coming from a different mindset from where he's been. Right. Well, in the era he played, they owned Utah State. But the right. Utah State program is night and day different this decade versus that decade. And I can argue that BYU's program may not be night and day different, but it's definitely different. Who's going to win the Utah State-Colorado State game? 89% of the people believe the Aggies are going to win it. Uh, 51 of them think they're actually going to win it and cover that uh, 20.5-point spread, basically win by three scores. Yeah, I don't have any doubt on that. Blowout! Exactly. Light them up. CSU losing to uh, Colorado, lost at Arkansas. And you got to remember San Jose State just won at Arkansas, so that comparative scores are dangerous, but that's still got to say something. And then they just lost to Toledo at home, so CSU's off to a really disappointing start. Trucked in a lower division opponent and won that. But other than that, they're 1-3 coming in to face Utah State. And a lot of the Aggie fans posted on Facebook this morning are expecting 50 points. They're expecting Jordan Love to rack up some huge stats and running backs to rack up huge stats and then be out of the game late third quarter. It's over. Play the second and third stringers. Have Good. another have another yeah. laugher. Yeah, fine. All right, that's where we stand on the local teams. Uh, anything else in sports you want to uh, you want to discuss? Not in the least. Your Devils are they going to take down Cal tonight? Cal's the last undefeated team in the Pac-12. Absolutely. You got a theory on why you like this game for ASU more than you like the Colorado game. Yeah, I think Colorado, we've seen this and I've been saying that they have an opportunity to score points because they've got a really good quarterback and I was, from the ASU winning that game, I was more nervous than I am this week because Cal is more of a low scoring. ASU, in order to win their games, are go- it's going to be low scoring. I don't think they're going to win. If they have to score 35 points, I don't think they're going to win very many games. But if they only have to score 24. 21-17, 24-20, those yeah. are the games they're going to get. Right. Because they had those three games that they won this year where they held people to seven. Yeah. It was 10-7 at Michigan State. Right. That's, that's the that's, way they're going to have to win games this that's year. That's freakishly low. I don't know that they have to win I understand that, that low scoring. Yeah, I understand that. And but still, the teens in uh, low 20s in the NFL, that can win for you, but not usually in college. Maybe. And I think that Colorado has that explosive ability with Montez. He's as good a thrower as there is in this conference. And I'm putting Herbert up there, too. If you watch that ASU game, he threw the ball pretty well there. And if you watch the Nebraska game, he threw the ball very well there. That was a huge fourth-quarter rally for them in that game. So he's already gotten it done a couple times this year. All right, DJ and PK, there you go. That's the stuff we have been talking about during this show. And it is brought to you by... Larry H. Miller, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, and Sandy. Find your deals online at LHMDeals.com. Your feedback's coming up next. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. 
This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. The head coach at Washington State, Mike Leach. In a Hollywood feature, what actor would you want to have play you? I've got no real connection with him other than I've seen some of his movies. But um, just his mannerisms, at least uh, as they are on movies and things. I've always thought John Cusack might be a good one. Would it be a romantic comedy? Yeah, that's right. It'd be, it'd be a romantic comedy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Who would play your love interest in the movie? Oh, somebody smoking hot that uh, <laughs> talks me into dubious behavior, you know. And hopefully uh, they make it a hard R so we can have some fun, you know what I mean? <laughs> Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealer on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. BYU is going to beat Toledo. You can mark that down for sure. But what is what is the deal with this 10 a.m. start time? And why isn't this game on ESPN where it should be? BYU should be playing on ESPN, not ESPN Plus. We have to pay five bucks. Friggin' kidding him. Who was it? Happy Friday. Friggin' kidding him. He's just going to beat that into the ground all week long. It's all right. It's on at 10 a.m. because uh, in Toledo, I assume that's noon. You assume? Yeah, I'm not good with time zones. Really? Facts. Michigan's a mystery. Michigan oh, is East, wow. Eastern time zone? This is Ohio, though, buddy. See? I'm not good. It is Ohio. That has nothing to do with time zones. Huh. Is, is, Ohio, is it Indiana, the, time zone, the state that's split up in time zones? Indiana is, yes. Yeah. I get all confused with that. It gets blurry after a while. But well, I figured it was a noon game. It's not the only thing you get confused with. Hey, uh. <laughs> right, Yuck? <laughs> I'm not touching that. <laughs> so we got feedback from people this morning. Captain Cody says Washington State all day. I agree 100% with Gunther's assessment. Except okay. I thought Gunther thought that the youths were going to get together and See, win. See, the problem with that with Washington State all day is that it's a night game. Yes. So that's you got to read between the lines of what he's saying. <laughs> Captain Cody also says the Aggies win, but I would bet against the spread based on the forecast and weather conditions. Gary just shuts it down. Doesn't throw the ball all over the field. Who cares about that? Uh, the people who gamble, I guess. Or the Aggie fans who don't gamble but still want, uh, want total annihilation, not victory. How about comfortable win? Isn't that good enough? Yeah. Yeah, if you won by 17, would it be that bitter? No. If you walked out of there 31-14 and Gary no. didn't really let them air it out, the coaches just dial it down, don't risk turnovers, got a big lead here, and they're not moving the ball. Or subs are in and they yeah. don't move the ball as well. Mario says, I would say a victory for every team in the state, but don't know if Utah has the talent in the secondary matchup with that passing attack after seeing what USC did to them. I don't know that Washington State has the talent of USC, and that's the chess match that we have. Yes, I agree with what Mario says. I agree with what you say. I would just say that even though Washington State has never had the talent, the receiver that USC has, they've had enough talent to get a bunch of yards, a bunch of points, and beat the Utes. And you want to put that on the system or whatever, but they tend to get enough to get it done. A couple times they've won comfortably. A couple times they've 
really had to eke it out at the end, but they've gotten it done four in a row. Well, the first and last wins mm-hmm. were 28-27, yeah. 28-24, and they were both None of those games were backdoored with late scores. No. I mean, they the Utes were, were driving and uh, had a couple of penalties, I think, right at the end yeah, that really did. hurt their opportunities they to win had, that ball game. They had to go the length of the field, and it looked like they might do it. And then they backed themselves up a couple times and wiped out a big play that would have had them down in the red zone. Right. So, all right, DJ and PK, that is your feedback. We are uh, we're out of time here. We want to thank the folks at uh, Murdoch Chevrolet here in Woods Cross. Murdoch Chevy, 2375 South, 625 West in Woods Cross. You can find them online at MurdochChev.com, Murdoch, C-H-E-V.com. They just got discounts on 2019s right now. The Silverado, you get $11,000 off. The Equinox, up to $8,000 off. They've got 0% APR for 72 months on a Chevy Silverado. You can uh, come into Murdoch Chevrolet and uh, check out their deals right now. All right. um, I guess right now he's working his magic over there. So I think the winner will be contacted. Everybody was leaving emails, right? So the winner will be emailed because we're giving away Utah, Washington State tickets here this morning. So check your email if you stop by this morning and enter to win and find out if you get to go to Rice-Eccles Stadium for the game tomorrow night. All right. You got any predictions? Anything you want on the record? People can recognize your greatness when they walk back in here Monday morning. For what? Uh, any of the games. Any, anything you want to call, either winners or individually, something's going to happen. I don't care. Right now, and it's probably a little bit of a homer and a little bit of a wish, I would, I would pick all three teams to win. And you're shakiest on the Utes. Correct. Yeah, I figured. The BYU spread is only two and a half. I understand. I don't know if we're uh, – don't know enough about Toledo because we don't watch them week in and week out or brand names or uh, what, but – that, I, I thought that would probably be like a 7 to 10 I, point spread. No, I can see where maybe it's a little low, but I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have gone 10. My thought is if you can beat SC, you've got to find a, a way to beat Toledo. This program needs to get back to where it was. And in order to get back, you've got to win these games. Beat the teams you're supposed to win. If you're yeah. better than the group of five, then be better than the group of five. Pretty straightforward. Yeah, and if you want to beat Boise and Utah State, you better beat Toledo. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Austin and Tony are next.